0: Welcome to the Intuitively You podcast, where we chat all things intuitive eating, body image, finding peace with food, and so much more. I'm your host, Jen Baswick, intuitive eating, dietitian, and embodiment coach. And I'm your guide along your journey to food freedom so that you can improve your relationship with food and your body to no longer hold you back from living your best, most fulfilling life. We'll be chatting about all the real talk, the tips and tricks, the struggles, and most importantly, how you, yes you, can finally find peace with food and your body. After each episode, I'll be sure to wrap it up with some takeaways for you to implement in your life, so make sure to stick around until the end. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Before we dive into this episode all about emotional eating, I want to share something with you. So, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you might struggle with emotional eating and I'm assuming that the holidays may be a tough time for that and just for food and body-related things in general. So, if you're listening to this before November 29th, 2021, I have something for you. I have created a non-diet holiday survival guide, which is a mini course and community for you to feel at peace around food and with your body surrounding the holiday season. No matter what holidays you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate any holidays and you just have more treats around or seeing more family, whatever it is, I want you to feel at peace with food. If around the holidays you're usually feeling guilty for enjoying the festive foods you love feeling out of control with a tin of holiday cookies in the house, you're overeating and beating yourself up about it, saying, oh, screw it, I'm just going to start a new diet January 1st, or you just don't know how to navigate dealing with comments from family members about your food choices or body. If any of this sounds familiar, I would love for you to either get on the non-diet holiday survival guide waitlist or purchase the guide today, depending on what day you're listening to this. I will drop the link in the show notes so you can head there if it's before November 29th, 2021, because you won't be able to purchase it after that day anymore. I can't wait to have you as part of this guide, as part of this community, and support you throughout this holiday season with so many others who are going through the same things. So, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode all about emotional eating. Do you consider yourself an emotional eater? If so, today's episode is totally for you because I'm giving you my five tips for dealing with emotional eating. And hint, hint, it's not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) And we'll get into that a little bit later. But I'm curious, does this sound familiar to you? When you're stressed, you go to reach for a bag of chips to mindlessly eat them, and that ends up stressing you out more later on. It feels good in the moment, but later you're just like, I'm still stressed. Or when you're feeling sad and you go to grab a tub of ice cream, and then you're left feeling guilty about what just happened. Or maybe you are lonely and grab a cookie and then keep going back for another one and another one and another one until the entire box of cookies is gone. And again, you're left feeling guilty, shameful, all of those things, right? So we start with trying to soothe a negative emotion. Maybe you don't even know that's what's happening, but you end up feeling worse. And I want to say, before we get into all of this, I have done all of those examples. I know how draining it is to feel like your emotions are controlling your eating behaviors and this is all feeling out of control. And what if I told you that this wasn't all bad though? What if emotional eating isn't all bad? And that's a funny thing to wrap our head around because it seems like it's such a bad thing, especially when we're in the moment, but it's not. It's just your way of coping with a negative emotion, and I hope that today's episode and these five tips that I'm going to share makes this feel a little less overwhelming and more manageable and like you have control over how your eating experiences go. So let's dive into it. My first tip is to realize, like I've been saying, that emotional eating is not inherently a bad thing. Food is emotional, it connects us, brings us joy, gives us a way of celebrating, a way of sharing love, experiencing satisfaction, and so many more things. It is totally normal to have emotions surrounding food. And something that you may need to do surrounding emotional eating is a mindset shift. Think to yourself how has emotional eating been helpful for me? What kind of joy do I find in food? And how has food helped me in my life? It's okay to be an emotional eater, we're all human. And I emotionally eat from time to time, but the thing that shifted for me is that I don't let it consume my life anymore. And that is just such an empowering thing because I used to feel like emotional eating would lead to my binge eating, which then left me feeling so incredibly awful. And it was such a spiral and I felt like I could not move away from it. And once I found this entire intuitive eating journey and really healed my relationship with food and my body, it doesn't consume me anymore. And I still am baffled every time I say that because old me would have been like, what? What are you talking about? That That's just not possible. But it is. And I want you to know that shifting your mindset about food and your emotional experience with it can be so helpful in this process. And I do want to point out that, yes, it's not inherently a bad thing, but it could become a problem for you and be making you feeling worse if you do feel that intense guilt and shame surrounding the emotional eating. That's where that mindset shift really comes in and ditching diet culture and really understanding why these things are happening. Or if you get really, really hard on yourself for reaching for food when you feel any of these strong emotions, and that is your only coping mechanism for strong emotions. So, that's where emotional eating can take a turn is when the only coping mechanism you're using is food because we want to have a really full and wholesome toolbox of coping mechanisms to cope with our feelings, right? And we're human. We experience feelings and that's normal, but we don't want food to be the only coping mechanism. And a little bit more on that to come in this episode as well. Tip number two is to tune into your hunger cues and identify the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger. Now, it takes time and effort to develop an understanding of true biological hunger, but it is a really good skill to work on and something that comes with the practice of intuitive eating. Understanding the difference between physical and emotional hunger can be a good place to start if you feel like you're dealing with emotional eating. So let's point out some differences between the two. With physical hunger, it usually comes on gradually. There is a progression of how hungry you feel from like a slight hunger and like little kind of (laughs) gnawing, I guess, and then it gets more intense over time. Whereas emotional hunger can come on suddenly, seem like it comes out of nowhere, and just kind of takes over. Physical hunger... Allows you to feel open to eating a variety of different foods. Now, I will say, yes, you can have preference for certain types of food with physical hunger as well, but with emotional hunger, typically it's a specific food that you're craving. Like, you need to eat that chocolate. Like, that is the only thing that is going to soothe that emotional hunger. Physical hunger and there is a caveat here, unless it is intense hunger and you've gone too, too far into your hunger, but physical hunger doesn't feel urgent. It's not like a, I need to do it right now kind of thing. Again, unless you're in intense hunger, but typically it's not urgent, but emotional hunger feels urgent. It feels like you need to have that food right now and there's no waiting, and you need it now, and you can't stop thinking about it, it's there. Physical hunger can potentially come with physical feelings of hunger, right? And sometimes these don't always happen if it's a polite, slight hunger, right? Um, But these physical signs of hunger, such as your stomach growling, feeling more low energy, maybe you're getting a headache, certain things like that, Whereas emotional hunger is more so like there's no physical feelings of hunger. Yes, you might be tired, you might be feeling stressed, those different physical feelings in your body, but they're different. And this is also different between every person, but just something to point out here. And then the last difference between the two with physical hunger, often it's satisfied with the feeling of fullness and having whatever meal or snack that provides you with that balance of whatever you want in that meal or snack is going to give you the satisfaction feeling when you're full. With emotional hunger, you're left never really feeling satisfied. (laughs) I don't know if you've experienced that. I definitely have. Like when you go for just one square of chocolate, but then you end up having another, and then you end up having four, and then you end up having the whole entire bar of chocolate. And next thing you know, you're like, what the heck? Why have I not felt satisfied with this? And it just never ends. You never feel satisfied with that. With all that being said, this is super nuanced. There are just some things to point out that you could recognize in yourself, not saying that they're necessarily like, this is one and this is the other, and this is exactly cut and dry how it is for everybody. No, this is all very personal, and you may experience these things different than others. We're just talking in general terms here. But I do want to say, yes, you can identify the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger, but that doesn't mean that one is good and one is bad. Again, physical hunger, yes, you likely need to nourish your body. Emotional hunger, maybe you need to nourish your body in a different way. Maybe you need something else in that moment that might not be food. Or maybe food is a good option for you in that moment, and that's okay too. So I want you to know that you can identify one or the other and what's happening for you in that moment, but one isn't better than the other. Tip number three is to give yourself unconditional permission to eat. And I'm just going to start by saying the food that you turn to when you're feeling emotional is the food that you tend to restrict or cut out. Am I right? (laughs) Typically, they are the foods that are demonized by diet culture things like cookies, chocolate, um, ice cream, chips, those types of foods, if you're not allowing yourself to have them, you're going to be more drawn to them. And those foods are ones that do make us feel good and kind of give us a hit of those like happy hormones, right? That happen when our, our brain gets the satisfaction from these different types of food. And the act of restricting foods, especially if they are foods that bring us joy in many ways, will make you crave and desire those foods so deeply that you may feel like you don't have any control around them and you can't stop yourself when you get those urges to eat that food in those emotional eating moments. And I won't get into like all of those physiological mechanisms of that, but know that this is your body's normal response to cutting out foods. It's not some flaw that you have. It is just the way that your body is working. And it's normal. If your body is feeling deprived, it will prompt you to eat more. It's just a natural survival mechanism. And since restricting food or having a list of foods that you can't have that are forbidden is likely leading to heightened emotional eating, maybe we should revisit that, right? That is a form of dieting in itself, maybe a hidden form of dieting. And nourishing your body with foods that make you feel good, give you good energy, make you feel satisfied instead of depriving yourself of them is really the way to go. Give yourself that unconditional permission to eat certain foods. And I will say this too, if you are doing that, know that just breaking all of your food rules all at once is likely gonna be overwhelming. So that's not what I'm suggesting. It's a gradual process. And if you want to learn more about that, you can definitely shoot me a message on Instagram and I'd be happy to chat with you further. Um, But it is a process, but I want you to know that it is something that you can do, you can work on it and you can make peace with food. Tip number 4 is to identify your emotions. Emotional eating comes from having strong emotions. It is a beautiful thing to feel so deeply and I am really thankful for my ability to have these emotions. And we're all human, we're going to have positive emotions, we're going to have negative emotions. That's just part of life. And to start understanding more about yourself and feeling more in tune with your emotions, you need to actually identify what they are (laughs) and what's going on. And this can help to understand what is happening in your life and what of your needs are not being met. So with emotions and when we're feeling strong emotions, often we have a need that's not being met. So, some ways to identify your emotions can be many things. And again, this is so individual and depends what you enjoy doing. But one of the things that I really like is to journal it out. And whenever I'm feeling a strong emotion, I feel like coming on and grab my journal and just kind of brain dump what's in my head. It doesn't need to make sense. I just get it out of my head so that I can then make sense of it after. Because when everything's like swirling around in my brain, I can't make sense of it. So, that's something that helps me is journaling. Or you can just ask yourself, what is the emotion I'm feeling? What has triggered this emotion to come up? And what can be really helpful for this is something called the feelings wheel. You can look that up on Google. (laughs) It has lots of different feelings or emotions on it that you can look at to identify what it is that you're feeling. And I find that also helpful to kind of see a list laid out of what are the options because I don't understand what's happening right now. And then usually you'll resonate with one of them and you can identify what that feeling is. Once you've identified what the emotion is that you're feeling, you can then identify what it is that you're using food to do. And that brings me to the last tip, is tip number five to build a healthy coping strategy toolbox. When you feel whatever strong emotion, stressed, anxious, sad, lonely, bored, whatever that is, do you feel like it's an automatic response for you to reach for food? Maybe it is with some of those emotions. Maybe it is with all of them. Who knows? Whatever that is for you. And if it is, that's likely because you have made a coping mechanism related to eating with these emotions that may have turned more into an automatic habit, right? And remember when I said, earlier that emotional eating only becomes that more so of a problem when it's your only coping mechanism. So this is why we need to build a really awesome toolbox of different coping strategies that actually work for us. I want to mention that because these things can be super fluffy sometimes if they aren't ones that you actually resonate with. Um, But Once you know what you're feeling from the previous tip, know what the emotion is, you can then ask yourself simple, simple question that I love. And for all my clients listening, they they know I love this question. And once you identify what you're feeling, you ask yourself, what do I need? That's it. It's that simple. What do I need? What do I need in this moment? I know I'm feeling blank. What do I need? So some examples of maybe these strong emotions and what you could be using food to do is say, for example, boredom. You might be eating just for something to do or anxiety or stress. You might be using food to calm yourself down. Sadness. You could be eating for comfort or soothing. Or something like feeling lonely, you could be using food as a friend. And this could go on and on for any of the emotions that you have identified. But what is it that you really need in the moment? And it could be something completely different from food. It could be the food in that moment, and that's okay. But when you're feeling strong emotions... Try to identify what that is that you need with that specific emotion and what works for you instead of automatically reaching for the food. Giving yourself a pause, assessing what you need, and kind of going from there and being okay with whatever comes up for you. Some examples of things, coping strategies that could work for you and could be associated with certain needs or unmet needs and filling those Could be things like calling a friend, doing some deep breathing, going for a walk, journaling about how you're feeling, letting out your energy with a a big deep sigh, jumping around shaking it off or doing a workout, doing some drawing or coloring or painting Talking to someone about how you're feeling, if you have a therapist or a friend or a family member that you trust, talking to them about that, petting a pet and snuggling with them or cozying up in a nice blanket with a warm cup of tea, whatever this is. This list could go on and on and on. And like I said, this can seem super fluffy because. The examples I gave are generic. They're not for you and you need to make your own list. So choose which coping mechanisms work for you and work for certain emotions. Certain emotions and feelings that you have might not have the same need associated with them. So the coping strategy you use for them would be different. And I highly recommend if you are able to, if it's accessible to you to work with a therapist through some of these things, it can be so, so helpful to be able to identify your emotions, your emotional needs, and different coping strategies that go with that. And I hope that this was helpful, but again, I am not a therapist, um, so if that's something that's accessible to you, it can be a really strong tool to have, and I, I see a therapist myself, so it is something that is can seem a little scary if you haven't done it before, but it's not scary, I promise. <laughs> it is a wonderful thing that I wish was accessible to absolutely everybody. So that wraps up this episode on emotional eating. I hope that you learned a thing or two here and are able to understand that emotional eating isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's not something that is inherently making you a bad person for doing it. And emotional eating can be a good thing because food is emotional and can bring us so much joy and so many different experiences in our life. And I hope you also identified the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger, giving yourself the unconditional permission to eat foods and not restrict them because that ends up pulling us towards those foods, and how to really identify your emotions, asking yourself what it is you're feeling, and then asking yourself what it is that you need, and really developing that awesome toolbox filled with different coping strategies that truly work for you. They're specific to you. That's, That's the key there. But I hope this was helpful, and I hope that you can navigate moving through emotional eating and coming to peace with your whole experience with food. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Tag me at the.intuitive.nutritionist and I would love to see it. Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitively You podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode, along with all the takeaways at theintuitivenutritionist.com slash podcast. Let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at the.intuitive.nutritionist. Be sure to share and tag me when you're listening along. And if you're loving the podcast, I would be so honored for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave a review. I'm so happy you're here and learning how to better your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Until next time, keep on living intuitively you.